Hello and welcome to another episode of Kitchen Conversations with James and Rama. On this episode today, we will be discussing how we find things to sell online, how we find products to sell online to people. Rama, where have you been looking? Yes. Um, yeah. This, so again, this is just to continue our, um, I guess, our conversation around e-commerce. So, but uh, in terms of finding products to sell, it doesn't necessarily have to be online. But at the moment, you know, we are looking at e-commerce. But yeah, these products that you're gonna source, you can find it. You know, you can you can you can use it to sell on on I don't know in the garage sale if you wanted to. But anyway, uh, so what I where where have I been looking? Yeah, a few places that I've been looking at. Uh, there is a depending on which uh, method of selling you want to do. So either you want to go and purchase the product, stock it in your own um, in a warehouse or in your own garage, and then go and sell it online and then ship it to the customer itself, or you can go down the the drop shipping route, where you you just sell the product and then you let that supplier go and ship it for you. They hold it, they ship it, zero risk for you. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a few models. So where I've where I've had uh, my goodness, what's going on today? <laughs> where have I been looking? Jeez, I can't even say that properly. Um, internet, of course. Yeah, Google is your friend. In in I guess in 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 the, in you know in in the internet age, I think Google is your friend. So I've been googling around looking for local suppliers. I think definitely uh, due due to the current situation, you want to look someone local so that stock has to be in this country already yeah. um there's a few places uh uh there's a few directories that you can sign up to they may cost some money there's one that are that i currently use called sell who so they they sell a directory so you you pay a an annual fee or you can pay a li- uh, pay a lifetime fee and what it what it does is they can constantly um go out there and find suppliers and they also vet them, so it's not like yeah. anybody could just jump on that platform, which is really good. That's that's a that's the reason why it's not free. Yeah, they've gone and and make sure that supply has been in business long enough. They've uh, they've got the product. They said they've got they've got a good reputation of delivering the goods. Um, you know, uh, so uh, but on on sale who of course being that it is a global listing, you you will find suppliers that are overseas as well. So yeah. that's one place I'd, I'd look at. Um, you can also I mean a lot of the suppliers that are in there you can probably find it for free on Google as well. But you know that that involves you just doing the work yourself. Uh, where if you if you pay for the directory, you're gonna get the contact details. You're gonna get, um, I guess the the kind of product they sell even. So yeah. and that could and save you more I, time than correct, money that you'd correct. spend. So what what one of the good thing about some of these directories are they they also have things like you know product searches. So you yeah. can actually search for a particular product you want. Uh, look at that product and then it'll tell you who who supplies them and where yeah. where do they supply them to so it's again it's 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 quite um it's quite detailed and and it's it's something that it's something that you can definitely use and and probably make that money back really yeah. quickly um it's just a couple of hundred dollars i think uh if you convert it to australian dollars but again it's this is a lifetime subscription i think uh, for, from what i'm using at the moment so I can continue to use that. And also, uh, they do give 60, ba- 60 day back money, money back guarantee. So it's, um, if you find out it doesn't have what you need, or if you want to be cheeky and just go in there and then write everyone, every supplier that you want to use and then cancel it, that's also another, another method. But uh, for me, that's one way, one method. Um, I know, James, you want to explain another method that you've um, recently yeah, discovered? I have started off looking local and looking at small amazing what you can find at your local Kmart that you can add value to as a product. 
but it's also me being in a product research phase, looking at candles, different sizes, what works well, starting off small before I make larger commitments to buying kilograms and kilograms of wax or going to somewhere like Alibaba wholesale where there's minimum order quantities of thousands or hundreds of units to get produced. However, just looking, I have to do the customization myself when I buy small amounts. But if I was to have somebody else design the label and produce it, then I'd just be looking after the logistics of selling it and they just have to supply it. But then I'm also aware that, yeah, getting things from overseas, getting products from overseas at the moment is a difficulty that borders are closed, less flights, more restrictions, which means that a trade of goods across borders is much more difficult. Yeah. Correct. So that, that's what I mean by probably want to source something local for the meantime. Um, so that's that's definitely a method. Like I said, you use an online direct, directory that either it's free or you pay for. Uh, try to find a local supplier or do what what James did. You know, just go to a, a store that's selling something, uh, potentially very cheap, uh, and then you add value to it. You know, you add your own customization. You you know, give it different packaging. I'm not sure. I mean, there's plenty of things you can do, I think, at this point. Um, I know that uh, I listened to a podcast in the past where people were going, uh, when, when, you know, when, when there was things like Black Friday or when, when you know, when your typical you know, grocery store yeah. go and do a massive sale, like, you know, at your Woolies and your Coles, there's sometimes they go and do like a 50% off. Yeah. I know people who go in there and buy a, a massive amount. And what they do is they sell it online for their, uh, in Amazon for the full price. Yeah. Uh, I've seen that before on eBay for the full price, not not for more than what it's worth, just for the retail price. Whatever yeah. you bought it for fifty percent off, so yeah. it's already fifty percent margin for you, or literally just going down to your Woolies. So yeah. uh, when it it's comes to supply, yeah, there's no endless there's there, there, there's 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 endless ways of of procuring product. Um, the but it all comes down to margin. Yeah. So if you go down the drop shipping route, there's less risk for you, so you don't have to fork any money up front. Uh, but at the same time, of course, there's going to cut into your to your profit. So because yeah, yeah, you yeah. know the supplier is going to charge you their costs and then the shipping costs, yeah. and and then you probably what make you know significantly less than say if you go to a manufacturer, buy the product from them, stock yeah. it yourself, and then ship it. You probably make uh, a little bit more. Um, definitely looking at the moment. I am definitely looking into uh, I guess what they call in the e-commerce game uh, private labeling. So that's you know finding a manufacturer and then asking him to put your yeah. your your um, brand on it. So I'm doing that overseas. It's very hard to do in yeah. Australia. It's going to be very expensive. So, but again, I'm doing this now. But of course, uh, knowing that there is a restriction on, on flights and and shipment and you know shipment at the moment, I'm just uh, I think I went out just found. I guess at the moment, what's really useful is just use all your contact. I think um, people you know. In, 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 you know, in, in past lives and just see what they do. So what we did was we found people that are currently, um, you know, in, in that industry, yeah. they're in the garment industry and right. then they know that they're making, they're making garments or they know, they know contacts and we just use them and leverage them to, to find suppliers for us, even though we're not physically there. So, so we found a supplier, uh, we found, we found some products that they, they, they want to sell to us. And they're happy to do to do to to you know attach a label to it. So awesome. 
it's ex- it's exciting stuff. Um, it's just one step behind, you know, literally reaching out to the manufacturer yourself and, and then, oh, you're becoming a manufacturer yourself, right? It's just one step behind that. So you're not manufacturing, but somebody else is and they're willing to say, tell it to you at, you know, wholesale pricing. Now, all I want, all I need to do is get that product here and then probably go down the, the Amazon FBA, you know, the, the fulfill the Amazon route. So yeah. sending it to their warehouse and then they'll right. go in and send it for you. So yeah, there's, there, there you go. There's a couple of, there's a couple of different ways of um, finding products and, you know, it's up to you to go in and spend the time and, and research. Um, Alibaba and AliExpress are still definitely a way to go uh, once the borders open up. So, but remember at the same time, when you go down that route, you're also competing with the other thousands of people who are doing exactly the same thing. So if yeah. you want to be unique, you, you got to go down to, you know, you got to find a manufacturer and, and then do the private labeling. I think that's, yeah. that's what you want to do. You got to differentiate. You can't sell the same product and then expect a bit more profit because your, your margin is going to be very thin. Uh, so it's really up to you, you know, how, how much time you want to spend, how much, how, how, how creative you want to get. Uh, so yeah, that's where, yeah. that's where, that's and, the, where I am at the moment. In, and in when my you're looking gym. at, as part of your journey, getting that supplier and engaging with them, what will you be expecting the lead time to be for them to be able to send you product? Um, I think it all comes down to the government, right? And when you're going to open borders again, but I think, for example, let's just say in 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 a normal world, yeah, when when things are back to normal, uh, I'm expecting probably about a week if you if for for samples, probably a little bit longer if I wanted to 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 reduce cost on the bulk sending of the actual products. So I think for samples, I don't mind paying premium because you're only sending a small amount. Yeah, but you get that product really quickly. You, you can then, you know, use it to take photos. You can use it to check the quality and, and make any adjustments. Uh, but then when you do want to start um, ordering in bulk, then you probably want a, a little bit more of a lead time because you probably want to pay a cheaper shipping rate. That way you can, again, reduce the, uh, your, 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 your costs. Yeah, definitely. So, so, mm. And, so. yeah, it would, when everything's returned to what it was, are you hoping that the normal lead time for the cheaper rate of shipping will be two weeks, a month? I think two weeks from what I've, what I've been looking at. It's probably about two weeks being that I'm not shipping it from China. I'm shipping it from Indonesia. It's a lot closer. Um, I've already got a decent network over there when it comes to logistics, which is really good. My family is in logistics, so awesome. I can already get yeah some, uh, I guess, some guidance on who to use who's what what courier yeah, uh, probably, correct and and probably get some guidance around customs as well customs clearing so uh, that's the one thing i haven't really looked into as much yet because remember you when you're shipping goods there you know especially if they're new uh and you're you're gonna sell it they're considered commercial goods which means yeah. there's probably gonna be uh duties on them so it's um you know it's something that you gotta also then calculate and then take into account yeah but yeah, it's all part of the journey, you know. Like I said, you know, no, no, nobody said that everything is going to be easy. Yeah. If everything was easy, everybody would be doing it. And everybody, yeah. everybody would be rich. So, <laughs> you know, everybody has to uh, go through the the pains of of starting up a business. Yeah. And what are your initial thoughts on the stock on hand you have with you um, as you start things up? I think. We we probably will probably go into the hundreds at this point. Um, so we're looking at. When I want to start, uh, I'm thinking of doing 
maybe just two or three products max. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to go with too many variety. Just two or three of what we know is uh, a good seller over there. Because uh, I guess I'm, you know, use your contact, ask them for because they 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 if they already especially if they're already in the business where they're selling over over there. Um, and your target market tend to be the same here anyway. Remember, I'm selling it to a very small minority. I'm not. Uh, it's a very niche product. It's not. Uh, a common product. So if I ask them what's happening over there, what's popular, most of the time, I sh- you know, hopefully you should be able to get the same kind of uh, buy rate. He, yeah. although it is a smaller market in Australia, so I'll probably go with two or three products and maybe, I don't know, let's just say, probably start with 10 dozen of each. Yeah. So 120 of, of each unit and and looking at, or oh, potentially 200 unit each. Mm. Uh, se- selling half in Amazon and maybe keep the other half just on you know on on hand w- uh, yourself, so on your own website. Because what you want to do is use Amazon as your traffic driver. So they find your product there, and then when people buy it from Amazon, what you probably can do is you know make sure you put a card inside your uh, packaging to then direct people yeah. to go to your website directly. Yeah, it will then reduce your cost with because Amazon takes a big chunk out of your. Uh, yeah. I also, if they can, you can, if you can direct them to your website directly, you can then, you know, take that a bit of that profit back. Yeah. And hopefully have a returning customer who's satisfied. Correct. And, and yeah, there's, and then there's, there's no, uh, you know, there, there is, I guess, no end or no limit to the power of word of mouth. So if someone buys it, they're happy with it. They probably tell ten people about it, and you know you're hoping the ten people they tell are probably they, you. You know, usually you tell people who you think are gonna be interested in it. You know, you don't go and yeah. buy something and then tell somebody who has zero care about that that particular product or, or service, right? Like you so, wouldn't go out and try and sell a jet ski to someone who can't swim. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, if you go and buy a, you know, let's just say I don't know, for us it's like you buy an, a new laptop. You don't go and talk about your new laptop to somebody who care, who doesn't care about technology. You know, I yeah. mean, you only tell the people that probably care about it or, or have interest in it, and then because they don't, people who's going to have you know have an engaging conversation with. You know, when when I buy a new phone, I don't go and tell my you know boss who cares nothing about phones. I'll probably tell you because you probably yeah. want to know about it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but then and then it probably then you probably then go, oh, let me have a look at that thing, and then you then you know it has it carries on. So the word the power of word of mouth is quite limitless. So never discount that. And if you want to explore that power of word of mouth and what that means for demand and what people want, check out our last episode of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you could rewatch the live recording on the Facebook page that I'm streaming this on currently. Um, but also the way I've been approaching that question of the stock I have, I've started small. I ordered only a dozen candles with only a variety of four or five different types of scented candles to work on to see what's most popular. Uh, it came to pass that I received my dozen candles and two of them were broken in the packaging. It was a shame. So going through the process of following that up with the customer service of the company who sold it to me. But then it got me to get a real handle on which products seem to be most appealing from the initial candles that I've sold with a a lovely wax heart seal pressed onto them. And yeah, going for that boutique look as part of that product. 
but yeah, starting small with what I'm selling to understand what the tastes are, but I'll be looking to scale and expand uh, where I buy from over time. And I've started stockpiling empty wine bottles because my vision would be my 2021 project because it's some of these things are a marathon, not a sprint, that making custom candles out of wine bottles. So just going at the moment, selling things that I can find quite easily to try and understand where I buy from, who's selling to me, where I can find products to sell. And going through that process of learning with having only a small outlay of capital and an investment in that, so I don't get in over my head to be able to see what works. And once I find that thing that works, try and work on a strategy to scale that up. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That's really that's a really good approach, uh, especially in the, in the research phase. Um, I'm, I've gone a, a little bit more bigger. I've always able to find people who can, who's already done that, that piece of work that you're currently doing, uh, or already doing it. So I've got, I've got the data, uh, and and I was able to do that. And at the same time, yeah, I wanted to kind of just uh, go a little bit more um, higher scale so that I, I get to see what happens then. <laughs> Hopefully, it's a, it's it's a good thing, and and you know I have to go and place a second order relatively quickly, which is which what I'm hoping. But from my research, yeah, the, the, the research phase is, is quite important in when it comes to finding uh, your product. So you got to find out what, what, you know, whether it's in demand or not. Uh, a few things that you can do to see if that product's in demand is, for example, uh, find a similar product and see how many reviews does it have. It's got a lot of reviews. It means there's a lot of people that find it. Because yeah. people love yeah. reviews now. I don't know what it is. They're giving away that stuff for free. So it's, uh, people should be getting some value for that. But you know, people love bragging about stuff. Definitely. <laughs> so if, if there's a, there's a decent amount of review, especially if they're high high reviews, it means then you've you've got a market there. Yeah. You've got a product that's only got one or two reviews on it, then you know that's not it's not fast selling. So yeah. not necessarily captivating people. Yeah. And then and then the good thing is while you're doing that product, you can probably see the variety as well. And the product that I'm looking into, um, there's very little variety that's available in Australia, which is amazing. I don't know why. Potentially, just because maybe that's just not what is you know available locally. So I definitely have I've found a kind of like a, a niche where there's zero variety. Yeah. So and I can just come in there and then bring that variety. So we'll see what happens. I'm loving that laser like focus on knowing what the niche is, seeing that it's worked somewhere else, and wondering why no one else is doing it here. It's, You're already exactly. answering that problem, and you've got it's, the connections to learn from other people's experience about the road they've walked down. Exactly. I, I, just, I, just, I just find it quite strange. That's all. I don't know what it is. Like I said, I don't want to give, it, give too much away being that we are all in the same journey. Yep. But I guess once, once, it's, uh, once I, I've gone to the, ne- the next phase of having that product here and actually selling, we definitely will, I definitely will tell you what the product is. Mm. You know, there's, no, there's, there's, no, there's nothing like free marketing, right? So, yeah, showcase. Yeah, exactly. But but like I said, it's it's uh, it definitely is an example. So if you look around, find a product, and then see what's the variety out there. If suddenly if you only got a very small variety, you're like, well, why why don't you go and fill it fill fill that void? You know, what I mean? so which is strange, you know. So I I just I just find it strange. I don't know what it is. Like I think I could be wrong. I could be like you know you suddenly because the reason why there's no variety is because nobody's buying it. But then there, there should at least be there should be at least be some that are selling. 
which there isn't, which is strange to me. Mm. So yeah, um, I have no idea why, mm. but we'll see what happens. Yeah, and the other thing that captivates me is part of the finding things to sell process is thinking about what you can upcycle or recycle. So a thought that's crossed my mind within the past week is for the wine bottles, instead of being very optimistic about buying the wine, drinking it, then having an empty bottle to recycle, I could potentially approach various wineries, different places that have wine drunk to be able to see if I can help take away their empty wine bottles to be able to then recycle them instead of them going to waste, which would be an interesting way of turning something that was going to be thrown out into something of value and worth that people are interested in buying. There you go. I mean, that's just, not, again, that's another way to find product. Again, you, potentially you'd be getting that stuff for free. So you can imagine, like, that's just a, a someone else's trash, basically. And that literally becomes your 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 material, right? So, yeah, that, that's what I mean. I think it's just all about changing your thinking and, and, and being more creative around that, that sense. So, mm. you know, for you, I guess you probably can go to restaurants and ask them, you know, locally and go, hey, if you got wine bottles, do you mind just putting on the side? I'll collect them, I don't know, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever you agree with them. Uh, and then next thing you know, you've got products there. <laughs> you've got, you know, material that you, you, you're going to use without paying for it. It's yeah. amazing. You, you guys, you'll be surprised. Like, it's all about the power of creativity at this point, uh, you know, differentiation. Mm. So, mm. crazy, isn't it? And Raman, do you want me to share with you an awesome little trick that I've come across? This is not e-commerce necessarily and having like a structured business plan. It's more hustling on the side as an individual, but finding products to find on Facebook marketplace, you go on Facebook marketplace and search for products that say free, potentially organized to pick those up, figure out what it's really worth and then go and sell it on eBay for a little bit. It's crazy. Yes, I have. Um, actually, I've, I've actually looked at that as well. Um, I guess my only challenge at the moment is space. Yeah. I don't have the kind of space that I, I wanted to. Uh, I can imagine, I, I know what you're talking about and definitely it's something that I'm keen on doing uh, once I've got a, a little bit of a space to do that. You know, mm. uh, the next place I'm, I'm looking to move into, whether it's going to be a rent or purchase, um, it's probably going to be, you know, something with a garage. Yeah. And yeah. that's a place where I think I can definitely do some of that piece of work, right? Get, get it from right. somebody else. And you, you'd be surprised. I mean, the other option is go to your markets, you know, go to your local markets. If, if you have one in your area uh, where people can bring in you know, secondhand goods and stuff, you'd be surprised what you find here. Yes, you know, we're not going to be the, in, in the same uh, category as, you know, if you go into a market in, you know, in other countries like the, the, the United States or Japan, where it's, you're going to find amazing things because those mm. countries have been running for a long time. Each history. Yeah, Australia is quite young uh, and you're not going to have many people, you know, selling, you know, stuff that are, you know, treasures basically, but you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Like I know that people found, uh, somebody said that to me that they bought a a, a very uh, classic looking um, cake mixer, for example. And they, they only, because the person that's selling it had no idea about cake. They were just cleaning their place. Yeah. Twenty dollars for it, and then when they, when they, that person did the research, it ended up being a, a two a two or three hundred dollar um, cake mixer. Wow! You know, older model. You just need to. But 
there's definitely people out there who wants to buy that stuff because it's uh you know they want that you know that that 70s or 80s style in their kitchen and yeah they, that person just made a 90% margin just because they they thought oh, that's good it's in the working condition definitely something that you you should look into um so I saw son was selling what inspired me to be reminded of that I recalled that someone was selling a bookcase for free so are you selling loosely because they were giving it away for free you just have to put the sweat in to pick it up and the effort to make it happen but i could imagine that easily being resold for 50 dollars as it was from the picture or even just looking at it if you wanted to put some diy in recode it give it a fresh coat of paint stain the wood make it look really nice schmick presentable and could it go for even more than that so it's getting creative in times like these with what's around you and what you can sell correct that's exactly right so hope uh, that uh, this conversation has uh, jigged some idea in your mind if you're thinking about starting a business or just even starting a hobby you know Hmm. yeah treasure hunting go for it you know go to facebook marketplace go to Gumtree, go to your garage sale in your local area or go to a, a swap meet or a, or a market. Um, so, you know, and, and just look around, you, you'll be surprised. Like I said, everyone has their little, you know, knowledge, right? Expertise. So if you're, if you're a technical person, you you know about computers, you know about video games, probably. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you know, very fashionable, you probably know uh, vintage fashion. You probably see when you see something like, you know, that particular design is, uh, of a particular brand because you'd be surprised that people are selling branded goods and they don't even know about it because yep. it's probably yep. their, you know, their, their passing mother, spouse or whatever. And they just want to clean their, their house. They're not looking to make good money. They're just looking to give it to somebody else who's, um, you know, probably has good use and you, cause you know, your stuff, you know that, Oh, that particular pattern is a particular brand, but we can pick it up for 10 bucks, five bucks. Yep. And the next thing you know, it's a $300 vintage. You know, you don't know. Like I said, it, it's always this thing. Like, and everybody has their little, you know, expertise. Like that person I spoke to, that, that person knows all about uh, kitchen appliances and they saw that thing and he knew that it was worth money. Paid 20 bucks for it. Worth a couple hundred bucks. So, you know, go, go, go do your thing. Mm, definitely. So thank you again for tuning into another episode of Kitchen Conversation with James and Rama. Would love to hear your feedbacks through the comments, the reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're hoping to hear about how this might be helping you or answer any of your questions that you might have. So we'd like to thank you for tuning in again today. Thank you. And encourage you to stay safe, stay healthy, and respect the government guidelines. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Yeah. Yeah.